0: Hey y'all welcome to another episode of the dotted line with your girl Lacey and we are back for a new episode before I get into today's content I really realized that like I sound country for real my voice like I be Having videos on my Instagram, right? Because someone had mentioned, like, "Hey, you should do like videos." I'm like, I'm not gonna like record my whole podcast like that. I do individual episodes and just have myself, but the little videos that I be doing, the little snippets and reels that I be doing, I, and I talk. I realized that I sound very, very country, and so y'all are definitely gonna have to get with it because I'm from Texas and I do have a little bit of an accent, I guess. Because playing it back, I did sound real country, so. It is what it is. So today's episode, I want to talk about trauma bonds. And this is something that really holds near and dear to me because trauma bonds, sometimes you're in them and you don't even realize that you're in them, right? So I want to start off first with, What is the definition of trauma bonds, right? Like the Webster Dictionary, and it says trauma bonds are emotional bonds that raise from a cycle pattern of abuse. A trauma bond occurs in an abusive relationship wherein the victim forms an emotional bond with the perpetrator. That's what the definition is. Now, my experience is that I have had trauma bonds with friends. I have had trauma bonds with um. With relationships and things like that. And I'm not gonna too much touch on the abusive part because I wanna keep this um, with the circle of friends and like kind of dating and things like that. Um, As y'all know, I've done a few episodes of abuse um, with my mom. So check out previous seasons on the abuse um, portion that she's done with um, me. But I wanna keep it with this in the realm of friendships and just normal relationships that are not abusive, right? Not saying that it can't happen. I just want to talk about these particular experiences um, on this episode. So my experience with a trauma bond is I have had friends, I'm one of those people, and I'm growing out of this. So like Aaron said on my last episode of those you know, people-pleasing days, and that was a previous version of me, I used to be a person that was like, okay, I got to be friends with this person. We've been friends for so long. We have this history. It doesn't matter if this person did me wrong or I did them wrong. You know, we're going to be friends. And the same could be said in previous relationships that I was in. But... I had a trauma bond with someone that I've been friends with since um, high school. Right. And as you get older, you know, you change as a person and you realize that you are not the same person that you were in high school. Right. You're an adult. You got a little bit more money. You're not broke. You know, you're getting into your career, if not in school and, you know, building a family, things like that. Right. So as those changes were coming. I was still friends with this person. And I noticed that the person, like every time I had something going on, like whether, you know, in, It'd be good. Well, I can't really relate because, you know, I don't have those problems. Like, I remember one time I was getting some um, construction done to my house and I was like, yeah, I'm just having all these, you know, bad issues with this contractor. And, you know, we having to basically go in and and tell them like, this isn't right. And just all the project management that you have to do when you have, you know, any type of home renovation project on your home. And the person was like, well, I mean, I don't really know what you're tripping about or whatever like that, because, you know, like I don't have those type of issues. I don't have a house. I don't own a house. Right. So it was definitely hateresque and jealousy vibes, but because I was friends with this person for so long, I like, you know, didn't want to want to look at um, it for what it was. And so we, um, me and this person, had trauma because our living situations were um, were alike, right? At a at a younger part in our lives and things like that. And so we. You know, both were in a really messed up living situation. So we relied, you know, on each other and things like that. And, um... We bonded at that point. And so as time went on and, you know, people change, you know, I really noticed that like, okay, we don't really have anything in common. Like, and another thing was there were certain ways that I was being younger and didn't realize I was being toxic, didn't realize that I was being not a good friend in that moment. So then as you get older and you sometimes, you know, stop talking to people and start talking, it was like, I was always held to that standard of who I used to be, right? That previous version of myself. And the only way that we were able to come and meet to a common ground is to talk about our trauma and what we went through. That was the only thing that we had in common. So that leads me to say... When you hold on to friendships because they're your day ones, even though there are some signs of toxic behavior, right? That's trauma bond. right? You go through a very traumatic time in your life with this person alongside of them. You know, y'all both go, go through it together or one person goes through and the other person is there. And you hold on because, oh, they were there at my weakest moment, right? Since that was 10 years ago. And your weakest moment is different now. Right. And it's great that the person was there for you when you needed them in that moment to be able to give you that support that you needed. But you do not have to stay friends with people because of the traumatic ties that you have from years ago. And when I say, sis, I'm speaking to me, but I'm speaking to y'all as well, because that was one of the things that I did for so long and people were telling me, you know, like my, my, my mom and my husband and stuff like that. was like, you know, like, Hey, like, I think this, and I'm like, nah, because you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm friends and this, this, and this. And it's like, you know, you are, you, it's okay to not be friends with people that you were once friends with and y'all have grown apart. You know, and I've said this before, sometimes friend breakups do not look like y'all going, off on each other and cussing each other out. It could just be, hey, we're not aligning anymore. Our value systems don't align. We're in two different places in our life. And like it's just time for me to take a step back, right? And I didn't learn that until probably a year and some change ago right and so I was definitely holding on to friendships and I'm saying friendships as in plural um, because of you know hey they're my day ones you know now I've moved out to you know um, the Houston area and all my day ones are back home you know in the Dallas area so like you know I want to stay true to that and stuff like that and that's fine but sometimes you grow apart from people and I definitely give major kudos to the people that have stayed friends with their day ones that they've been friends with since high school middle school elementary like y'all are the real MVPs, but the way that I'm aligned and the way that I have things going on, that's just not possible for me in in a lot of different ways. Not saying that I don't talk to people that I went to high school with or I don't, you know, catch up with people that I went to high school with because I do. But as far as talking every day and you know things like that, I don't do that anymore. Um, holding on to relationships like romantic relationships because of the history. So I did this as well um, with a. Um, A partner at the time And it just wasn't it Like it was my first Like I guess real relationship I would say Like my first like Oh I'm just really At the time I thought I was in love But just really in love With this person And just You know He doing me dirty Like doing all kinds of stuff I'm up here doing um, Dry bys where I'm sitting up here seeing him with another female, but I'm still staying because we have this history and we're going to be together and I'm the main. Like, that's so stupid now that I think about that. That makes me think of, like, you know, Monica's, like, you know, sideline hoe song, right? Um, just staying and hanging on for no reason at all because we have history and, like, didn't want to break that tie, didn't want to break that traumatic trauma bond that I had with this person because, hey, we've been together for a few years. And if you think about it now, me being a 36-year-old, a few years really isn't that long. Like, my son is is a few years old. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it seems like a long time because it's like, oh, my gosh, what did I know? How was my life before I had my, my youngest son? But, like, in relationship years, two years is not a long time. Like, sis, you can find somebody else, right? In a year, and three, and five, and seven, go by. And you're like, man, like, this is what it really should be. But holding on to those. And I'm saying this is not this is not talking on abuse because abuse is a totally different beast. And I understand that people stay in relationships because of fear, you know, financial security. What am I going to do? How am I going to get my kids out? I understand all of that. That's not the point I'm saying. I'm saying when you're with someone and they're not abusive, there's no abuse going on in the relationship. You stay with them because I've been with them for two years. They know my mom. They met my dad. You know, they hang out with my homeboy or I'm going to, you know, I hang out with their mom, you know, because that was another thing. I was always guys that I dated. I was friends with their mama. And it's like, Lacey, you were not a wife at this point. Like, why are you being friends with the mom? Right. And then the mama gets involved. and Oh, my son, he really told me that he loved you. Right. And don't. Forget about the homeboys, right? Yeah, you know, sis, like, he, you know, bro said that he really, he really trying to fool with you. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he really cared for you. So, like, all this other stuff is, nah, bro, like... People lie and people do jank stuff. And sometimes people will lie for you just so you are in a better situation, right? You do not have to stay with people because of the history with people, right? You can get out of your comfort zone. You can get out of that traumatic bond and you can go ahead and and build something new, whether it be learning yourself and what you like, you know, and really doing your negotiables and non-negotiables about what you will ex- expect and, and want out of a relationship, it's it's better on the other side, sis. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, always talking about your your trauma with people. So these people that you're you're trauma bonded with, whether it be a romantic relationship or you are in a friendship, and that's the only thing that y'all have in common, and y'all keep talking about it. Oh, you remember whenever you know we was both out here and we our living situations were real jank. You know we only had each other, but yet it's ten years plus and like y'all both in in good living situations y'all still talking about how y'all struggled together back in 2005 2006 right it's not necessary right i mean it's not to say that you can't tell your story you can't talk about your trauma right because as people heal you know that your trauma time looks different you may get triggered something may come up a song or a smell or a food comes up and you're like ah man you know what i'm saying like i remember when this or like with me i hear songs from back in 06 and 07 like man I remember them times I used to, you know, do this or I used to do that or like, you know, I, I wasn't a parent then. So I was free and and could move about, you know, the cabin, you know, what I'm saying without having to deal with childcare and things like that. So you are going to get triggered by some things because that does happen. But talking about it all the time as if you were in a constant loop of current state that this happened in the current state. Like that's not that's not it. You don't have to re- traumatize yourself or re- introduce the conversation because I want to be friends with this person, right? And that's something I had to learn. I had to learn that that, you know, sometimes it's just best if you go on and and it's okay. The other thing is um realizing that you're only friends or in a relationship because of trauma and not have anything else in common. So like I just said, Current state, you don't have anything in common. Current state, y'all don't have nothing going on. Y'all are both in a situation where you are in a good spot, but you don't have anything in common, right? Your value systems are different. Your careers are different. Your educational background is different. So like I said, hey, I got a, I got this going on with my home. Oh, I can't really relate because I don't have that, right? You can't relate. Right. And you're not allowing yourself for like because sometimes you can relate without going through the same thing. Right. We don't both have to be homeowners for me to understand that probably a mortgage is probably expensive. When you think of the grand scheme of things of, you know, maintenance and updates and and taxes and insurance and all that kind of stuff. Right. It doesn't I don't have to own a home to know that. Right. That, hey, if. I was in a reading situation. You just call the landlord and tell him, hey, come fix my stuff, right? Like, no, you are the landlord when you sit up here and own a home, right? But it doesn't take me being that to know that. But also, if the person is just steady, like, oh, you're little, you know, you you got this little thing or your little podcast or whatever, they're a hater. And we don't want haters in 2024, right? We want to bring positivity and light into everything that we do. And even though as we go through things and and grow through things and there are difficult things to go through, you still want to bring that positive light. And we're not bringing no negative energy over here for 2024, okay? So if somebody is up here downplaying what you're doing, your little this or your little that, or, hey, I can't really vibe with that because I don't have it, they're a hater, and aboard the mission and get away, sis. Okay. And then feeling loyalty, um, to stay within a relationship or a friendship because of the trauma that you've experienced together. So again, my day ones, oh man, we've been, we've been friends for this long and you know, like I got to stay down, you know, whatever. No, you don't. And it's no hate. It's all love. Sometimes you do not, you grow, you grow differently and you are not for the person anymore. Really and truthfully, they ain't for you. And again, I'm going to just put the accountability because you know that we are really, really deep on accountability. Sis, it could be you. Lacey, it could be you. I am a person that has a very unique personality and I'm not for everybody. And I'm saying that in 2024 at 36 years old, I'm realizing everybody is not for Lacey and Lacey is not for everybody. And that's okay. I don't want to be for everybody. I want to cultivate the people around me that are for me, period. I don't want to be around people that are sometime me. I don't want to be around people that's sitting up here. They got to think about if they for me, right? Life happens, things happen, and it's okay. We can let go. We can free each other, right? We can move on and celebrate people from a distance, okay? You where you're at, right? And I can definitely attest to that in every sense of the word. That when you are, you know, connected to someone with a traumatic experience, like it really doesn't give you your full potential to be your best self. So you can break free from that, sis um, or bro. You don't have to stay involved with people like that. There, there is, you know, better on the other side, and you can grow from it, right? Um, so main thing is do better, right? If you know better, you're going to do better and you can be better. So with that being said, you know, we're going to go right into our, can you relate segment? So can you relate to having a different voice in your personal life, which is after five and then your actual job, right? Some call it code switching, which I will be talking about that later in the season, but can you relate? Because I feel like when I talk at work, it's very, this is Lacey Dodson. And yes, I do know that. Yes, I can meet your deliverables. And um, I will let you know if there's any type of hangups with that. And we'll circle back that type of thing, right? That's exactly how I sign. sound. Whereas in personal life, I feel like I definitely sound like a country bumpkin. It's giving, you know, right. Like every time I'm talking, I'm definitely checking for understanding. Okay, right. Yeah. And, you know, or whatever. Like I've noticed that more as I've seen myself on these videos that I've been posting on Instagram. Like I need to have a better dialect. Like I sound like a little country bumpkin and at work, I completely sound different. So can you relate, right? Um, Switching your voice, right? For whatever you do in your daytime job. And then after five, when you're at home, um, you sound completely different because I feel like I definitely don't sound like I have a bachelor's degree and know um, what's going on in the world because of the way that I talk normally um, and switching gears right into story time with Lacey. So I got to tell you, it's one of the things that I really, really hate about having the name Lacey is the hyphen that I have in my name because People think that I'm playing when I say my name is L-A-Y hyphen C-E-E. It is not a joke. That is on my birth certificate. My mom named me that. Like, what else do y'all want me to do? And I've run into this situation so many times where they be at work and it will have my name in clear as day as in my signature. And then, boom, someone says, hey, L-A-C-E-Y. And it almost makes me want to put in my signature the way I spell my name and then a parenthesis with Lacey. So y'all can understand how to spell it, because obviously the way that I legally spell my name is the phonetic way of pronouncing my name. So why can y'all not get it right? What is this? So basically I was being... um, you know, a fat kid and I wanted some Whataburger and I was trying to order it before I went to go pick up my son. Um, because you know, he's two and he still don't like being in the car seat and he screams. So homeboy got to have food and something to drink so he could chill. So we could ride to go pick up his sister right from school. So I get on the app. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm timing it. I'm going to go ahead and have it ready for curbside. After I go pick him up, I can swoop by there on the way and then go pick up my daughter. Right. So I'm ordering, it's checkout. And I just recently disconnected my stuff from Apple Pay because I don't be trusting all these apps. Like, all of y'all got my credit card information. Like, I just, I don't trust it, right? So um, I was like, let me just go ahead and just actually put my card number in or whatever. So um, gets to the payment information. And I'm putting in the card number and, and the expiration date and the CVV. And then it says name of the card. Well, I'm saying... L-A-Y hyphen C-E-E Dotson and it immediately lights up red. Incorrect. Do not accept um, special characters. What do you mean you don't accept special characters? Like that's my name. So I had to go back in and take out the hyphen. It's L-A-Y-C-E-E. That's not how you spell my name. I have a hyphen and I'm not feeling it. Even when I go to the doctor, like They have my name spelt as L-A-Y apostrophe. Oh, we don't have hyphens. It won't let us do hyphens. It just lets us do apostrophe. But ma'am, that's not my name. I have a hyphen in my name. That is it. What is your problem? Right? Everywhere it's either L A Y C E E or L-A-Y hyphen C E E or L-A-Y apostrophe C-E. Where is... The outrage for people getting their name misspelled because they cannot help that their parents decided to put a special character in their name. Right? I can't help that that's what my mom did. I didn't choose this life. It definitely chose me. And because we're here, I need for y'all to spell my name right. I promise you, I'm not playing. Um, that is really how you spell my name. It is Lacey. Lacey. Okay? Lacey. It, it is. It's not Lassie like the dog. It's not... Ladashi, that's something else I've gotten called in a work call where someone was saying Ladashi, and I didn't know who they was talking to. And homeboy kept saying it. Then the next thing you know, he says Dotson. And that threw me off because um, I'm used to my people calling my husband Dotson since he coached and things like that. And I was like, they're really saying my name and they're pronouncing the hyphen as a dash. Where are we at? It's 2004. People have unique names, right? Um I was born in the 80s, and so people have names that have special characters. I need for y'all to put respect on people's names, please. This is a public service announcement, and that's what we need, okay? Thank y'all for listening to another episode of The Dotted Line. We'll be back next week.